Guys, welcome into the Get Body Podcast. This is your host, Sharkross, aka your boy Cher. And as always, my beautiful, lovely co-host. Give it up for Dr. Luke. Oh, my glass eye just fell out. <laughs> and the jungle kitty himself. <laughs> Audience. Luke, I'm gonna tell you a secret a little bit. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. We've got a phenomenal guest, Katie Minter. But before that, the sponsor of today's episode, the Pantheon. <laughs> so here's the deal, guys. If you're not like, if you are like me, or you're not like me, you don't know how to spell Pantheon. It actually remarkably sounds looks more like Patreon than Pantheon when you type it into the App Store. That's fascinating, David. Tell us about that. So if you if you go ahead into the little app search bar and say pantheon but spelled patreon you come up with this like boomerang blob looking app that you can sign into type the get body podcast and guess what for a limited time only your membership is free yep click the link in the show notes below bingo this is a way that you can go ahead and vote on uh, what type of secrets I'm going to tell Luke. You could vote <laughs> vote on how bad his pet peeves are. And then you can also suggest things to us. Like, hey, I want to see more of this. Hey, even questions that are post-interview. When you're like, hey, Katie, I was really excited about this. Can you send me this? Or, you know, things like that. Just be able to interact. Like a little picnic. Wow. Like like a picnic. Like a picnic. If you want to have a oh, lovely... No, no. Oh. <laughs> Audits, we'll get to that. In today's episode, we cover Katie Minter, who lived a lovely life in Dayton, Ohio, riding horses, <laughs> enjoying the wonderful nature, and all of a sudden, boom, became a park ranger. <laughs> How did we get there? You're going to have to find out. Honestly, I've been really excited. I also think that me and Katie Minter are like kind of the same person in a weird way. We like Brandon cool. Sanderson and yeah. you have like a, a love for the world. So you got to stay tuned because there's some really cool content. And and if you see Katie Mitchell at the gym, ask her how she is. Don't talk about dumbbells, but she's she's definitely worth Just put them back <laughs> in the right spot. Yeah, put them in the right spot. Audience, we hope you enjoy the episode. If you had to pick the book that has impacted you the most, Ooh. maybe it could be from more of like fun memories and reading sure. through it, or like this is a, a legit book that helped me through something practical. Yeah. What would it be? I don't particularly like reading for information, like nonfiction or not fun. I, I, I literally stopped reading for fun in college because you just read all the time. And so I stopped reading for fun. And recently I would say like started Brandon Sanderson was recommended. And like, I like was like, okay, reading is fun again. I love reading. Yeah. Um, so that kind of is a cool, you know, thing that happened in terms of just like reading throughout my life. But in terms of like impactful, like I didn't really like to read as a kid. Until I, one of my teachers, my mom was like worried. The teachers were worried. Like she doesn't like to read. She's not good at reading. <laughs> and and so, the school for kids that don't read good. Yeah, the kids don't read so good. They're so slow. I did um, that. 
three years of summer school. <laughs> but it just took, and I, I believe the like, reference. No, the movie reference. No, oh, okay. there was a movie reference. Yeah. <laughs> Please keep talking. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, but I just needed to find the right books that interested me, yeah. and I think that's you know really true just about kids in general and reading if they don't like reading you just didn't find the right book for them mm-hmm. um and this is just experience teaching and things like that that you know everyone you know can be interested in reading and find something they enjoy reading whether it's a traditional book or not but um i had a teacher that you know was like what does she like what does she like in life and my mom was like well she loves horses so then she found me this horse book and like it was that was it it's like a hundred book series for kids and like I literally demolished it like in a year and that was it that was just it that was it game over yeah game over wow so So have you seen Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken that movie no I haven't it's a throwback it's a really remote reference about a movie we saw about like horse diving there's a like in a fair horse diving yeah check it out I will you know tell us a little bit about your childhood a little bit more and where you grew up, where you went to school. Sure. Um, so I grew up here, not far from here, near Dayton. Loveland? Uh, what is it? Loveland? Loveland's in Cincinnati. Just kidding. <laughs> not Loveland. <laughs> Go Flyers. I've never heard of Loveland, but Loveland's Really? Cool. No, I like, I'll say like uh, near Dayton, like near Springfield. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Near there. So more Northeast. Yeah. So like yeah. more rural country area, like grew up. On a farm. Like Xenia? Xenia's south. No, you went that way. Yeah, so north. North of 70. Um, But yeah, I grew up on a farm. Had horses. Did all that. Loved it. Um, That was... Rode horses? Yeah. Yeah, rode horses. um, Did the whole gambit. Like, showed horses. Went to the fair. Like, traveled with it. it, So tell me what that's like. Like... You're, you had horses all the way through, like, since you could remember to high school? High school, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then, like, it, it was kind of like sports horses. Horses were really expensive, and so my parents were like, eh, how about sports? <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we just kind of leaned more towards that. Um, but, yeah, I, I we had horses at our house. I would, like, travel. Like, we had, like, a trainer that would, like, train our horses. It was, like, a whole whole thing oh wow yeah it was fun talk me through like a day like of young katie where you were like man this like this was the day where wake up like like talk talk me through the experience with the horses Mm. it's a lot of work okay a lot of work so no and that was mostly like i was like my parents i don't i mean they bankrolled me but like i did everything so like in terms of like Taking care of them, feeding them, like, you know, getting up before school. So, like, what time them. did you go? I don't remember, but, like, school started, what, seven? So, yeah, probably, like, five. So, you're up at five. Yeah. Do you eat before you go take away the horses? You're like, hey, I'm up. I gotta go. <laughs> Sorry. I, mean, I don't know. I, like, I don't remember. Okay. No, but. This is fascinating yeah. that you are so interested in that. <laughs> So, so admittedly, I, horses are the only thing that I am regretful that I'm allergic to. I'm allergic to like a million oh things. My God. They're the only ones that I'm actually mad about. Because really? I think they're majestic animals. They are. And I'm curious about like, okay, like what, so what are your favorite, some of your favorite moments? Like, do you, and, and what did you like about them? I mean, if you liked horses. Yeah. I mean, like, obviously like 
like most young girls or kids love animals and horses and I was no different but um not me I was really scared you're really scared <laughs> I've got a story <laughs> yeah no like uh I don't know they're just it was just they're just great to be around I mean like I don't I mean I'm more introvert I'm like an extrovert introvert so like I like being around people but it needs to be in small doses and it needs to be people that I like if it's like a big crowd or things like that then I'm kind of like you know at the Christmas party I like find the corner with the people that I know I like being around people and seeing people but I'm not like gonna go you know be that butterfly that social butterfly yeah unless there's a lot of alcohol involved um Mm. then I can do it (laughs) uh much to Mike's dismay (laughs) um but no so being around animals is just easy Okay. It's yeah. just like, you know, they are easy to understand and be with. And, you know, it's just good experience and connection with, I've always been drawn to animals. Like I just, like I have dogs now and they're like my world. So your children, my children. Yes, mm-hmm. they yes. are. I heard horses really can sense your demeanor. Mm-hmm. Like if you're very nervous, scared, yeah. anxious, they will not be close to you. Yeah. Well, they just like, it's like, I mean, your energy, right? Like, like what kids smell your vibe, right? But like animals mm. get your energy. And so like, if you're scared, anxious, like dog, all animals, right? If you are fearful of them, then they're like, okay, well, you know, like what's going on? You know? So I think horses are no different. Like my yeah. brother was terrified of them and like, <laughs> they would like throw them off all the time or like run away from him. Like, that's, <laughs> I you. that's what happened to me. Yeah. Like. Great, they get it. great aunt had a horse farm or whatever. And I'm in Arizona, okay. nine years of age. I see a horse and I'm freaked out. I'm scared. And I don't know what happened, but I, I guess I approached this horse and the horse was like, kind of like making noise. And it's a baby horse. <laughs> One of these baby horses. Or a pony. Yeah, or a pony. Maybe a baby horse. Okay. Maybe a minute. Baby horse started chasing me. I was so scared. I ran. And yeah. I was traumatized by horses ever since then. <laughs> yeah. That's like when kids get bit by a dog and then they're traumatized for oh, their yeah. life. Yeah. Probably because they... You had mentioned you had a brother. Were they... And you have a sister too, right? I do. Did they help take care of the horses with you? Um, No. So like growing up, like my brother lived with his dad for a majority of my life. And then my sister got the advantage of me doing all the work. So she got all the glory when we would go out and like do horse shows and things like that. And then I'd do all the work. Middle mm-hmm. child, right? Middle child. Yeah, but it sounds like you kind of took like an older child yeah. stance because your brother wasn't there. around a lot. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yeah. I was, I would say a majority, like, so my brother, like, I was really young when he went to live with his dad, like six, seven, maybe. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're right. I, for the majority of it, I'd probably was more of an older child. Can you give us a little bit <clears throat> more of a context between um, your brother's dad and what kind of happened and what what your relationship was like with your brother and throughout your childhood and high school and things like that? Yeah. Um, so, like, obviously, like, with him living with his dad, like, we would see him, like, every other weekend kind of thing or, and, like, go to his sports events and things like that. Um but there's obviously like malcontent between like his dad and like my mom and my dad. Like it was not good relationship. Um, and it just kind of spilled over. So like 
I didn't have any like animosity towards that situation, but like my brother would bring it in and like mm-hmm. would definitely act out and things like that. And as a kid, you're just like, why are you being such an asshole to me? Like I'm a kid. Like, <laughs> like I didn't do anything to you. Like, yeah. Um, like they're one of our favorite childhood stories they like to tell is, my brother would, I'd be sitting playing with something and he would like run around and like, like kind of hit me on the head with something and like would run around and chase. And then finally, like I would just get tired of it and just like punch him in the face. <laughs> it was like the, the theme of our life. So wow. like, I would like take it, take it. And then be like, all right, dude, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> like Put you into next week. <laughs> um, so that was kind of generally like our relationship growing up. Like, you know, he would, not want to leave or not want to go back to wherever he was going because of his relationship with his dad. And we would get the brunt of mm. that anxiety and that, yeah, whatever he was going through. So and how much younger stuff. is your sister than you? She is three years younger three years than younger. me. Right? No. Yeah. Sounds about right. Six. <laughs> six years? Maybe six. six. Three. There's a big difference. I don't know. Six. Yeah. Some might say actually double. No, I think she's six. <laughs> I think she's six years younger six. than me. Okay. She's six years younger than me. Yeah. How old are you? 34. Okay. You're 34? Yeah. No way. Yeah. She just turned 34. I did. Way to go. Happy belated. Way to go. Do you think I'm older than that? Or do you think I'm I thought you were younger than that. When you crushed said- Isabel today, I was like, man, you must be in your 20s. <laughs> no. I would have said 28. <clears throat> okay. It's because I don't have kids. They haven't aged me. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what What was your relationship like with your family? Then your sister, your mom, your dad growing up. Um, good. Like I like I said, like I'm, I'm. I was always the good kid. I always did what I was supposed to. Like I didn't really act out. Like I'm stubborn. Like I have a great memory of like my mom wanting me to admit something, and I absolutely refused. And we were in the car. And she was like, it was winter. So she's like, until you admit it, I'm going to, you're going to, the windows are down and you're going to, it's going to be cold. And I literally was like, I refuse. Like, I am not wrong. I will not refuse. And like, I hunkered down and like laid on the floor in the back seat because I was so stubborn and I like was so sure I was right. Um, Were you right? I think I'm sure I was. No. I mean, I think I went, yes, I, I was. You know what? I mean, I was 12. Like, I don't know. Like, probably not. But, like, I hell wasn't going to admit it. Yeah. Um, but, no, like, my relationship with my, my sister growing up was okay until we got older. Um, and then it got rough because she was the younger. She's the baby. Didn't have to do anything. Got away with everything. That whole kind of dynamic. Um, and then... But, like, my parents made a good relationship. Like, like I said, I did what I was supposed to. Like, they never had to tell me to do anything. I just did it. Like, I did my homework. I, you know, got good grades. I took care of the animals that I asked for. Mm. Took care of myself. Yeah. Like, I was the kid that, like, when I was tired, I just went to bed. Like, as a small child, like, didn't fight it. I was just like, okay, go to bed, guys. Bye. And they're like, that's weird. <laughs> but okay. You so. supposed to, like, wander around. Yeah. Held down for a while and yeah. then like you know people are like you need you should be going to bed and then yeah. fight that yeah no there's yeah. no yeah i was just like they'd like be like where'd katie go and she's in bed yeah. <laughs> like okay so but in general like yeah growing up my relationship with my parents was good like it was normal i think i think i had a pretty normal childhood for the most part like nothing crazy 
Played sports. Did all that. Played every sport. You played Not soccer, right? Played soccer, basketball, softball, everything. That basketball, anything. And then, so after high school, did you go to college? Yep. And were you? Did you stick around town, or where'd you go? So after high school, I went to Wittenberg University, which is near Springfield. Um, so I went there. I, I don't really know if I had like a goal of anywhere to go. Like everybody had, like, oh, I applied to like ten different schools, and I was just like. Okay. <laughs> and I was just like, so I, I applied to like, you know, like the usual ones, like Miami, you know, Ohio State, OU, like the normal ones. Like I didn't have like mm-hmm. any desire to like go far away. Um, but then I also did like post-secondary option when I was in high school. So like I didn't particularly enjoy high school. Like I just wasn't like, again, like I'm not into like drama and things like that so high school was never intriguing to me and being around people like that was just not intriguing um so I did post-secondary where I would like take the required classes at my high school and then do uh the community college for Mm -hmm. a majority of my classes Mm -hmm. so I went in with basically my so I graduated high school and had my associate's degree at the same time yep so I basically went into college and could have just stayed for two years and graduated but I like college too much and I wanted all four years. <laughs> I wanted all four years. Did you do the other, the other two extra years? I took photography classes and I took uh, I took a class on like Buddhism and Hinduism and I took psychology classes and wow. I just I was a liberal arts school, so like you could take anything. Mm-hmm. I took a pottery class, like I took weightlifting. <laughs> That's so fun. Yeah. So like I still had to take obviously like uh, courses mm-hmm. to you know to get my major, but I was just like they're like, well, you can you know keep taking other things. I'm like, <laughs> okay. Was you what you major in? Uh, environmental science. And what was your favorite uh, like not environmental science class? Ooh, probably photography. Oh, really? I love photography. Yeah, the professor was such a dick, but the class itself was so fun. Like, really? I, yeah, it was so fun. Do you have amazing photos from around the world? I think so. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think so. What do you, mean, what do you, have you printed them and you put them up? No, you know what? That's what Mike and I, like we've, I mean, we've been back for like almost four years now and like, but like we came back during COVID. So yeah. like, you know, everything was just blown up. But uh, no, I, that's something that's been on my list is like wanting to like figure out which pictures we want. So let's talk offline. Yeah. I'll print some pictures for you. Okay. Yes. Okay. Dave will print stuff. You print stuff? Yes. All kinds of stuff. He's the sales to the people that print stuff. Okay. Yeah. Like the... Awesome. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I want to ask, you had mentioned about taking photos around the world. What do you mean by that? And when did that start? Like taking photos like as we traveled or just being into photography or both? When did you start traveling and why? So we started traveling after Mike graduated from Wittenberg. And you met Mike in school. Well, I met Mike when in photography are you class. Mike? I am two years older than what? him. What? You killed her. <laughs> no way. Two years. So we met my senior year. And then I Were like you guys are like taking photos together and like apparently the, what what's the room like in the photography thing? Where oh, you, the dark room. Yeah, and we dip the w- yeah, pictures yeah. in water or yeah, whatever. Yeah, the dark room. Yeah. 
that where love happened? <laughs> no, I actually think I think I met him after I took photography. Maybe I'll have to ask him. So I mean, she was taking pictures of him. Yeah, <laughs> like I did For- though. Like because no no not like the creepy way not the creepy way. Oh, like a young man, I would like to take pictures of you. But like we played, we met playing rugby, and like I would always take pictures of the guys playing, like during the game and stuff. And yeah. so like that was one of my favorite things was taking like action shots and like during like rugby and stuff like that. And I remember like the funny part was like he played with us for like almost a year, because we would like kind of practice together, um, and. I didn't like had no idea who he was. Not a clue. Not a clue. It's so funny. What what position did you play? I was scrum half. Really? Yeah. Okay. I know. They I, I don't think traditionally like if anyone like knew rugby would ever put me there. I I'm more of a flanker. Okay. Um but like they're like our scrum half left. They graduated. Can you be scrum half? You're kind of athletic. And I'm like, I don't know what that means, but sure. <laughs> did did a lot of girls play rugby? Yeah, we had, um, so you, 15, we played 15 aside and we probably had like 20 or 30 girls. Wow. For a small little girl school, like that's yeah, that pretty yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, explain to the world who doesn't know rugby. Scrum half is. Basically, uh, for lack of a better word, like kind of like the quarterback, like you move the ball between the big bruisers and the people that have a little more finesse and the back line. Kind of thing, yeah. Mm. So you kind of just move the ball back and forth, make decisions. You got to be smart and understand where the field is, and yeah, like, r- kind of run plays and mm-hmm. manage people, and yeah, yeah. And being like a freshman, I was just like thrown into it. They're like, "You've never played the sport?" I'm like, "Nope." And they're like, "Okay, what are you gonna learn?" And I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> let's go." <laughs> You're scrum half as a freshman. Yeah. No way. Yeah. So it was good. And then you met. It. You met Mike a few years later. After. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, my senior year. Yeah. So his sophomore year. Mm-hmm. So he he came to Winbury to play football uh, on a scholarship, as much as little schools get scholarships. But Mike plays football. He did. He's a running back. Mm, really. Boy's fast. He's real fast. That's fast. I've seen him run. He's like real fast. You never know that by the size of his lats, though. <laughs> Size of his calves. Or his calves. Yeah. <laughs> no, I promise I wouldn't make fun of his legs. Oh, well, I will. <laughs> like, oh, you no, you edit that out. Um, <laughs> gotta cut that. Mike's Mike's calves are real. real uh, he's very self conscious about them. Let's just say. What yeah. What about lats make someone run faster? <laughs> but, Nothing. You know that arm motion. <laughs> like, Nothing. He's pumping his arms. All he cares about is the size of his lats now. His back. Oh. Uh, no, he's okay. supposed to be strong. Must be a big strong boy. Yeah. Man, big strong man. Beefy. Yeah. As Theo would say. Yes. So you, you meet him. Yep. You're a senior. Yep. You're like, you hey, start taking photos of hey, him. Hey, young man. <laughs> Creepily take photos of him. <laughs> hey, young man. Yeah. Um, who likes who first? Um, I think that's a good question. I think I approached him like we're because like with rugby again, like we party together all the time. And I, I must have just been at we were at one party and I noticed him. And I like he was some other girls like flirting with him, and I was just like, "Oh hell no!" And I don't know why. I don't know what came over me or what mm. what, but like we ended up leaving the party and going to a speedway to get a Slurpee. Like yeah. we walked off campus like a good mile to get this Slurpee, and I have no idea why. Like we were obviously intoxicated, 
<laughs> obviously. And he It's a rugby party. It's a rugby party. And he proceeded to drop his entire Slurpee all over the speedway floor. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, the entire God. thing. Dang. <laughs> and we just like looked at the attendant and he was just like, just leave. <laughs> and we were just like, okay. <laughs> so he didn't even get a second one. No. No. Did he share yours? I, I'm assuming. Did she did you even pay? Yes. Oh. Yes. Seventy nine cents. Yes, exactly. It's nine nine cents. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I had to ask someone for a dollar. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I literally was stopped at someone's house and was like, hey, we're getting Slurpees. I don't have any money. Can you give me a dollar? And like they did. It was like a friend. But like it, it Some was, random house. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, fill in the blanks between Mike dropping Slurpees at Speedway and you guys traveling the world together. Yeah, it was what happens there? Short time span. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, no, I don't... You know what? It just seems like kind of a blur now. Like, we've been together so long. Sometimes I try to remember, but I just, like... It has just seems like... I don't remember... It seems super cheesy, but, like, I don't really remember life before him a lot. Like, well. So, like, it just seems like he's just always been there now. Like, it's just... So when you when you graduated, Mike was still in college. What was yeah. you guys' relationship like then? Um, in, it was did good. you have a job? Yeah. So after college, I did two years with AmeriCorps. So I did one year at the Mid Ohio Food Bank. Yep. And then I did one year as like a park ranger in Baltimore. Hmm. Yeah. Like no way. I know it was super cool. So the food bank job was amazing. I loved it. Um. So I was like one of their garden coordinator like outreach so super cool um got to do pretty much like work all throughout the food bank and learn about it and everything they do here in columbus um and then the park ranger was just badass like (laughs) we just like made trails and like fixed trees (laughs) like it was so cool she's riding a horse through the park no because it's baltimore (laughs) like we had like gators and things like that but no we didn't get to they didn't have horses oh gators not like real gators. Not like a real alligator. Oh, I think John Deere gators. It's Baltimore and Maryland, right? Yeah. Right, okay. Yes. I was like, we're on the same page, though. Okay, uh, <laughs> so yeah, so we. I mean, we. She so had a little long distance relationship then. Yeah, yeah. For the year, like his senior year, like I was in Baltimore. Wow. But it was super. It was awesome. I mean, it wasn't hard. Like I don't know. It was just like he was obviously busy, and then I was like living my best life as a park ranger. Yeah. Um. And then he like came out to visit, and then I would come home a little bit. Um. And then we obviously like, spent holidays together and things like that. But boy cares about you to spend a senior year. I know, right? That's, that's legit. I know, I know. So and then as soon as we he graduated, um, I basically like my mom got a job in Dubai teaching when mm. like the year before or two years before and i think it was two years and so she was just like if you guys ever want to like teach here like their jobs and so i was like do you want to do that like do you want to travel and he's like yeah and i'm like are you sure and he's like yeah and i'm like all right <laughs> and uh, that was it we just yeah so hold on hold on <laughs> so mike gets finishes college what do you get a degree in uh, he did business marketing. And he said, you know what? Let's send it. Let's go to Dubai. and Dude, I know. It, like, thinking about it now, like, it's, it didn't seem weird then. But now I'm just like, damn, like, I can't believe he did that. <laughs> he, like, left everything. Like, I don't think he'd ever 
like gone anywhere other than like Borda. The dude got on a fucking plane and went to Dubai. Yeah. <laughs> Dubai is the Florida of the United yeah. States. So sometimes it Florida really is the like... Dubai of the United States. Yeah. So. <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> Dubai is in UAE. Yeah. 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 So yeah, no. Wow, that's so it really like I know. It sometimes it blows my mind. It wasn't easy at first. So Mike said, okay, let's send it. You said, I'm going to go be a park ranger in Dubai. And your mom's there teaching. Yeah. So park ranger in Baltimore. <laughs> yes. He graduates. Then I go. Yes. Okay. So you, guys, you guys take a plane to Dubai. You said it wasn't easy at first. What wasn't easy? Um, I think it's just like just living there in particular as our first location, like was good and bad so like getting jobs wasn't always easy um or it was easy but like it was like complicated because like i had a job going in and he didn't and so it took maybe like six or so months before you get a job so he had to do like border runs things like that which was like a little sketch but um she a coyote <laughs> no no it's it's like there's like a whole market for it like people do it all the time um but <laughs> So casual, right? Can we he talk would, about it? Yeah, he would just like literally walk across the Oman border and then walk back and like they'd stop his passport and you're like, okay, you can be here for another 60 days. Oh. And it's just like, we call so, it border runs. Oh, okay, okay. It, see, it sounds more... He wasn't transporting weird. fish. No, not okay. yet. Not yet. Not yet. Is Dubai an Islamic <laughs> country? Yes. So what was it like living in an Islamic country for you? Yeah. That's a, great, that's a really good question. I think there's a lot of... I mean, I think Dubai now is way more known than it was. It was, yeah. Um, Than, like, even when we went there. Um, but I think, like, as a woman, mostly, I, I just, like, was respectful. So, like, I would not wear, sh like, tank tops mm -hmm. outside. Like, I would just make sure I'm covered to my elbow and my knees. Like, but, like, when I was teaching, like, I'd wear long skirts to my ankles and usually long sleeves, typically. Sometimes I wear short sleeves, like they were fine with that, you know, just cause it's so hot. But uh, yeah, it was just being respectful. Like, I mean, we go to the beach, like you wear a bathing suit, like, you know, it was normal. Like, mm -hmm. but never, it was probably one of the safest places we've ever lived, hands down. Mm -hmm. Like my mom left her iPad and her phone in a taxi and they tracked her down and brought it back to her cause they didn't want to be accused of stealing it. And she just left it in the seat. Oh yeah, because you can get killed first. You'd lose. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yes and no. Yes. I mean, the thing is, is that you you had to be really stupid, like just do dumb shit. Like, I mean, as long as you're respectful and like just didn't cause problems, like you know, they obviously like there were jobs to be filled and we filled them. Yeah. And you know, I mean, there's a lot of expats there too. Tons of expats. So we joined the rugby club there, which was like amazing. So we expats. played with. Like, are just expatriates expatriates living from another country patriots expatriates patriots. expats just okay, it's not your home country I was like a lot of retired veterans like people from there's tons of people from England South Africa New Zealand Australia okay. um, yeah, just America people from other countries who it's not your home country yeah, it's not yeah, your, okay. you're not a citizen expats but it's kind of like that's the term for like us westerners when we go we're expats not immigrants or not you know <laughs> it, yeah. it, it's like a better term huh. 
So, so there's a bunch of people from all around the world there. It's hard because of him not having a job and having some, like, having a renewed visa and whatnot. Yeah. So it was until he got his teaching position, it was a little stressful. Um, not for me, but for him. Like, he wanted to work and contribute, and that's, like, super important to him, which I totally understand. Um, but once that kind of came, like, once he ended up getting, like, a full-time teaching position, it was, like, we were... Other than like living together illegally, you know, it's fine. <laughs> Not being married and living together, you know, it just this is fine. <laughs> so you guys had your own place, yeah, and that was illegal. Yeah, so but like your your schools give you stipends, uh-huh. and like so then you use your stipends to like so they give you like housing stipends and things like that, travel stipends. So you get to use all that money, and they just like give that money to you to like find places to live and things like that. Um, and so we did, and like they don't necessarily like ask you who you Chef, live with yeah, yeah um so you just don't tell people yeah but like everybody did it but it was like but like technically, technically like the we could have gotten kicked out yeah we oh, could have wow. gotten kicked out wow yeah which is why we ended up we were like as we like left there we're like you know maybe we, we should get married <laughs> <laughs> how did that so tell me talk me through that conversation well first of all how long were you guys in u8 uh, two years. Two years. We lived there for two years. Yeah. Okay, and then you look like you want to ask a question. Sure. Yeah, I I do. I I'm more I'm interested too. What was your relationship like with your mom teaching there too? Yeah, it was good actually. Um, so she moved there after, like, she did a massive life change. Like, she got like my parents got divorced, and then she like was like she moved to Dubai. <laughs> So, you know, and she was there for like two-ish years before I left. Um, and I actually visited her before I went out there. Um, but yeah, it was it was awesome. Like we have a very we have a really good relationship. Um, you know, minus trying to freeze me out in a car when I was a kid. Like minus those small incidents yeah. <laughs> of a teenage girl and her mom. Sure. Um, but like it's she's so easy to be around. Yeah. Like she, her and I just like, you know, I don't know. She, yeah, she's great. What was the most foreign thing for you being in Dubai? Like the biggest culture shock thing for you? Um, I don't know. I think like the, one of the weirdest things to get, I don't even know if it was weird, but like, you know, when you watch movies and things like that and like you hear the call to prayer and it's always associated with like terrorism and then you mm. hear the call to prayer, which happens every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Multiple it, times. Multiple, I, yeah, multiple times. times. And like, it's just, but then it just becomes like, at first you're like, because you're, we're literally trained because it's in the movies mm. and it's like associated with like these terrible things happening or these terrible people. And then it's just like people going to pray and mm. it just becomes your normal life. So at first it was like, not weird, but it was just like, you know, like, relearning those habits and just it's weird like all of society stops for that time of prayer and then you're just like hanging out there i lived in saudi arabia for two years oh awesome and and it was moments of just like oh yeah sirens go off you know people are going to pray and then you're sitting in like mcdonald's and you're like okay well i guess i'll just hang out here for yeah for a little while (laughs) yeah yeah no it was but it's interesting about i I don't know about saudi arabia but like the amount of like the uae their entire country is run on expats like their entire country like i i'm i don't know what the stat is but like i bet like 70 percent of their country is is expats whether it's like 
Westerners or people like their Pakistani and Indians and like er- almost everyone was an expat. Yeah. Like mm. from their nannies to their drivers to people that worked at McDonald's to everything. Their teachers, their mm. everyone. Mm. Those so, were my questions. So you're in Dubai and then you guys this, you decide you're going to leave to go to get married see Kim Jong-un get married yeah no we um we did leave with another teaching job already lined up so we le- we left in like July and then moved to we went home got married and then went to Guatemala like the week after we got married so so before when you guys were leaving you were like what what force what uh was it just time's up or you're like yeah we I mean like both of us had like okay jobs they weren't great like they were just fine but like um we're like yeah we did our two our contract was up like we could renew it or find another position but we're like well we want to go somewhere else we want to see something else yeah um so we just started our search and Guatemala came up and we're like Oh hey, we kind of know Spanish. <laughs> we don't know Spanish very well. <laughs> Actually, we're just so bad. <laughs> we learned that so fast. Um, but yeah, so we just yeah, we were just looking for other positions. Um, and basically mostly just places we wanted to go. Yeah. And like by that point, like we, you know, living in the UAE, like we traveled to Sri Lanka, we traveled to Jordan while we were there, we traveled to uh, England, Wales, while we were there. So, like, you know, we'd spend our vacations, like, traveling, like, using that as a jumping-off point to go visit places. Um, and we're like, well, this is awesome. And we're like, can we keep doing this? And so we did. We found another place, and they're like, so Guatemala was next. And how did you... Were you sitting, like, drinking, you know, whatever you drink in UAE? One yeah. Night, being like, you know, well, we should, like, actually get married so we're not... Like, <laughs> <laughs> kicked out or were you yeah. like with, so how did, how did that go down how did that combo go down you know what so you know what we did we talked about it we're like it wasn't like oh hey let's just like get married it was like it might be a good idea and and so we both were kind of like yeah it kind of makes sense like you know just logistically especially when we do paperwork and things like that it'd just be a little bit easier um, and so then Mike went home for he, he like messed up his knee and so he went home to have it looked at by like his doctor mm-hmm. his surgeon and then came back and i think he got he like bottle ring bottle ring came back and then when we went to greece we were like i know right so we're like island hopping through greece we're a santorini like one of the most like romantic beautiful islands watching the sunset no way. He did good. what do you say what do you say <laughs> you know what again i don't remember i'm like so bad I think, at these things I, think, I know i think most people kind of forget what they it, say. it's it's so like but what i knew was it was setup? coming i knew it was coming you knew like, it was coming but i didn't know like when but like i obviously was just like you know like, was he how do you were you guys die? like walking around through this island he was like "Ooh, look a bird like i just imagine no. like in like all linen like white linen you know clothes <laughs> What's like, crazy? Sandals. <laughs> yeah. We're not so, a Greek god yet. Jeez. <laughs> not yet. Uh, <laughs> Almost. Uh, I, I said yet. <laughs> but no, Mike, we, we stopped to watch the sunset. It's like one of the most famous places to sit and like watch the sunset. Like everyone comes out and, you know, like all the white buildings and it's beautiful. Mm. So we like sat and watched the sunset and, you know, 
me being me, I'm just like looking around, like, and uh, and then he got down on one knee, and I was just like, oh my god, he was so nervous. Oh my gosh, and I'm like, how are you nervous? Like we've been together for like six years. <laughs> what do you think I'm gonna say? Um, that would have been an awkward flight. Oh man, the rest of, we still had two weeks. Oh, like two more gosh. islands to go to. It would have been really awkward. It would have been super no. awkward. I still no. want you to travel with me to the other side. Yeah. Let's chill. I'm not ready. No. Yeah, yeah. Oh my no, gosh. No, no. Yeah, it was, it was, it was perfect. Dude, that's he did awesome. Good. He did good. Yeah. Man. So you went to Guatemala. Yep. So we spent a year there, two years there. I don't remember. Um, but again, we did the same thing. So we taught at a school. Um, that's actually when we found CrossFit, um, was we were home for the summer in between and we went to a gym in canal and basically like post rugby, we were just like, we need something. And Mike being the ever YouTube like fiend that he is, was just like seeing people do these CrossFit workouts. And he's like, this is kind of cool. And I'm like, that's kind of crazy. And like, he's just like, we should try it. But it was just like a regular gym. And I'm like, so we like did like modified Murph and like would do like all these stuff in like a regular gym. We'd like run on a treadmill and like do like, it was just, it was just funny. Um, and then we came here and he's like, why don't we just like try this CrossFit gym? And I'm like, okay. And so we did. And it was, I forget, it was the one in, it was one in Canal, Winchester, because that's where his parents still lived at the time. And so we spent a couple weeks like trying CrossFit. And then when we went to Guatemala, like one of the things was like, there's a CrossFit gym, like a mile from our house. So that was like our first like home gym. No way. CrossFit gym there. Yeah. And like barely anyone spoke English, (laughs) but like all the workouts were in English. It was super awesome. Yeah. No way. Yeah. They're so cool to us. They're so nice. Hmm. Yeah. It was we still like are kind of like friends with some of those people there and like follow them. And like one of the dudes that we worked out with, he was like the fittest in Guatemala last year. No way. Yeah. He's like so cool. It's so cool to like watch them and like watch them get better from like afar. is like so cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Super cool. Was in Guatemala city. Is that where you were? We were just North of the city, but yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So sticking with the CrossFit theme, would Mike beat this guy in Guatemala? <laughs> not now well maybe then he was like a teenager then though in all fairness. oh okay, so, okay, okay okay yeah yeah but he was still really fit then okay he was a fit kid good to know good yeah to know. my favorite crossfit memory at that gym which is so funny it's not even me but it's mike because he like never loses his temper like ever and he was like messing up his double unders and like we're new to crossfit right so like you know we're not good at those things <laughs> yeah. and like he just like kept messing up messing up and he just like threw his jump rope and kicked my water bottle out of the gym and shattered my water bottle. <laughs> and I just looked around and was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and, the, and the guy was just like, is he okay? And I'm like, I don't know. I've never seen him do anything like that. While everyone's jumping rope with like shards of yeah. glass. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, wow. like, I'm like, you just destroyed my water bottle. <laughs> That's double. like core memory. I don't know why, but that's like core, <laughs> core memory status. Double letters would do that too. Yeah, right. No, right. You wouldn't know. You don't lose anymore. I don't. Like she's not to because I'm not. I'm trying not to get mad. Uh, oh, that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kick but, yeah. Water bottle. yeah. Now, okay. <clears throat> now thinking about the teaching experience. Mm-hmm. What was that like? Since now you've actually had some experience teaching. Yeah, you know, everywhere we taught has been 
different. We had different types of schools that we worked at. So we worked at private schools. Um, we worked at academies, um, things like that. So everything was a little like not, it just wasn't always the same. Um, so like in Guatemala, Mike worked with high school kids and he loved it. And like, and same in the UAE, he worked with like older kids, like middle school, high school. And I always worked with like younger kids, like first, second grade. Um, and it, it's interesting because like we, we enjoyed, I mean, we didn't, we obviously didn't go to school to be teachers, neither of us. And we just kind of like learned as we went. And yeah. like, you know, it was some of the places were super supportive and well run and other places was like complete shit show. And we just like would make up our own curriculum and do things like that. So it kind of depended on the location. But in general, like just working with kids was that. I mean, that's what I love to do. Mm. So for my yeah. kids, I, he enjoyed it, but definitely not necessarily like his like passion, mm -hmm. but traveling was kind of what our passion was. Well, so. before you, you came back, so you have UAE, Guatemala, and then... Then we went to Korea. Korea. Korea, which... South Korea. South Korea, yes. Yeah. We lived in Seoul. Don't you know that look a little bit? We did go to the... Border, right? Did We did go to the border. Yeah, yeah we went the to the demarcation. The DMZ. We took a tour, went there. We GCKJU. <laughs> we went oh, to... I said... <laughs> We just said his names. He he's going to listen to the podcast. <laughs> we might get this. Might be our last episode. No. Uh, whatever, that's fine. Yeah. <sighs> if a North Korean operative kills me, and we don't have another op like okay. Yeah, Luke will take one for the team. Yeah. So he right. went, went to Korea, <laughs> and yeah. and then that, then you came back. So we went to Korea. We were in Korea for about two years, um, which hands down was. If we go ever go back to live anywhere else, it would be Korea. Like, which is so bizarre because like if you would have asked us, like, do you want to go to any Asian countries? I'd be like, eh, you know, eh. Well, I mean, Asians. just <laughs> no. You know, as a Westerner, like it just wasn't like it wasn't like a like, oh my god, I want to go there. Yeah. And like whereas like, you know, you know, Guatemala or like even the Dubai, like those were all Portugal, like all those were places like, oh my god, yeah, we want to yeah. go there. But like Korea or China. I was just like, eh. I'm trying to sell grace on that. But like, hands down, like if we go back, like we loved every minute of it. Like yeah. the best experience we've had. Yeah. What about Korea? Cause you want, I, I feel like that's a big, yeah. a bigger culture shock. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. It's different. They definitely look at you. Cause I mean, we're giants, um, but like <laughs> we're so tall compared to a lot of them, but like, but, but you do get gawked at like all the time. Um, because we didn't live in like Itaewon, which was like the like Western little pocket in the city. So we lived out, um, a little bit out of that, you know, main expat because there's, there's a, an air force base there. So there's a lot of, you know, Americans and expats, um, in Korea, but yeah, no, the job was hard. We worked like absurd hours, but like everything, like public transportation, the food, like generally people were very very nice to us everyone speaks english um like the kids grow up like learning english um so you still taught english to kids yeah. that didn't speak english? yeah well we taught really young children so like um so we would spend in the morning basically teaching like pre-k or kindergartners and then the afternoon we would teach like first second or third graders because it's more they call it a hagwon but it was more like an academy so like it was more like preschool, kindergarten in the morning, and then we would teach like older kids. So literally, those kids leave school and then come to academies, 
after mm-hmm. school. So like we thought our life sucked, but their life sucked way worse because <laughs> they go to academy, to academy, to academy. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just meant to achieve. Like that's mm-hmm. their goal to be the best at everything. So question. Answer. Of all the travels, what have you seen that you said, man, if I can cling on to that and just keep that as part of my life, like, what would you say would be something that you're like, hey, it doesn't matter if I'm here, I'm there, I'm anywhere, like, I want to, I want to, I want to hold on to this. I don't know if there's a specific, like, something we saw, um, but, like, in all our traveling, we did a lot of hiking and a lot of just, like, experiencing nature in different places, and... When, like, we, after we left Korea, we went to, we spent two months in New Zealand and then a month in Australia just because we could and was hands down, like, one of the coolest things we did because we weren't just working. Like, we were, you know, just living, which was fun (laughs) not to have work. (laughs) Um, But the things we got to experience there was just, like, if you can go to New Zealand, like, oh, my God, do it. Like, it's just one of the coolest places we've ever been. Hmm. Um, the, especially the South Islands, the nature there, the, just everything. It's yeah. just mind blowing doing that. And then we hiked a gorge trail going through in Crete in Greece. Mind blowing. Same thing. We hiked to Machu Picchu when we were in Peru. <sighs> mind blowing. Just, just being able to see those things is just, you know, you can see pictures of it, but like to actually experience it, like we, when we hiked through uh, Peru, like we like uh, got to camp and like would open up our tent to like glaciers, like <laughs> like who gets to do that? <laughs> like yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's crazy. Um, so just doing all that and then doing it with Mike was just yeah, he's such a good travel buddy, mm. like such a good travel buddy. Nothing flaps him, mm. which is cool. I'm the planner, and he's just like, all right, let's do it. Let's get, let's go. Yeah, he's like, what are we doing next? And I'm like, well, let me tell you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Funny you ask. Yeah, and he's like, okay. He's like, let's do it. So what's the what the opposite of that question? It's like, hey, what did you either see in your travels or see when you got back that you're like, okay, so I have a new fear, but we can't end up like that, or I don't want that to be part of our lives. Mm. yeah that's I think the biggest thing now we well so we left so the last place we went was Portugal mm-hmm. and we were there and then COVID hit while we were there oh, okay and which was like kind of scary um so we came home early so normally our contract wasn't up until the end of the school year, but COVID hit and well, COVID hit there like February. Mm-hmm. Um, we're pretty sure we were in contact with patient zeros <laughs> or patient one to a hundred probably because a bunch of our kids from our school went to Italy when Italy like exploded with COVID and then all those kids came back and then we were sick. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think then we ended up coming home early because we were like, oh my God, global pandemic. What does this mean? Are we going to be stuck here forever? How long has this been? You know, all the things that went with that. Um, and then, so now we've been back. So that was what, 2020? It's 2024. So we've been back almost four years. 
And I think, not that it's a bad thing, but I think we don't want to stop traveling. I think we obviously have because like we have dogs and we bought a house and we bought cars and we are like, who are these people? Now we're like domesticated, <laughs> um, which is like crazy. But I think, I think our, not our biggest fear, but just something we don't want to ever lose is just that wanderlust. Yeah. Just that wanting to go, which I think we still have it, but now it's weird because we have jobs and our vacations restricted and it's like <laughs> complicated. So I think we just need to, I think we don't want to lose that. We don't want to lose mm. going places and seeing new things. And I think now we're kind of content with maybe exploring a little bit of our continent um, because we just haven't beyond a few states here and there. Like we just immediately left the country. We're like, let's go. Um, so I think just not wanting to lose, you know, wanting to see things. Yeah. Always wanting to go. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's mine. I don't know if you have to ask Mike, but mm. I think you probably think the same. Where do you think that like stems from in you? That's a good question. I reading books mm. I don't know but like when I graduated high school my mom was like what do you what do you want like your gift when you graduate high school and I was like I want to go to Mexico like that was my high school graduation gift like we went to Mexico for like a week and like it was like it's not how we travel now like we did like the resort stay like I would like if <laughs> we did that now I'd be like oh my god smell. <laughs> <laughs> who travels like that <laughs> not us <laughs> um but like it was, i was 18 right mm -hmm. so like that was super cool and like i could have she could have she would have given me anything and i was like i want to travel i was like i want my passport i want to stamp in my passport yeah and so that happened and then um when i was in college i got the opportunity to go to costa rica and that was really cool did like a summer study abroad and so then it just kind of Snowball. Snowball, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. It's super cool. Um, have you ever seen Motorcycle Diaries? Yes. That's like one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you talk about Wonderlust, talk about like, traveling with nothing. I feel like that's yeah. embodiment of that. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. Yeah, it definitely is. It's, uh, I think we've learned not just about the world but about ourselves we got to learn you know different i don't know just when you try to like when you travel with people like you learn about them like you learn a lot about someone when you have to travel with them when you have to fly with them when you have to deal with adversity with them um traveling i think does a lot when you if you know you really get to know someone yeah and i think that's part of it too I mean, obviously it's fun to travel by yourself, but I think it's more fun with someone. Mm -hmm. For sure. I have one more random question. Let's go. Random. Uh, okay. So when you think about your life now, you mm -hmm. think about, okay, four years back, mm -hmm. like what comes to mind if, if like the, the sacred spaces in your life where you're like, Ooh, like this is, um, this, uh, thing in my life or this. Uh, activity or whatever like I'm gonna leave it uh, abstract on purpose but what what comes to your mind when you're like man this is a sacred space in my life now compared to four years ago nope just just, just now not comparatively but like not uh, what is what is like a sacred time or place sacred place in your life 
or a sacred sacred space in your life now. Meaning, I didn't want to open up to be like, oh, the trips to the top of these sure, mountains sure, sure. are sacred. You know, like. I don't know if I have like a sacred space, but I have like it's. It I don't know. I don't want to say it seems silly, but like I have sacred time. Mm-hmm. And like for me, so with my job now, I work, I don't say I work 24 seven, but my job can, I can work at eight o'clock at night. I can work at five in the morning or I can, you know, it just, it work random, um, based on what's going on. So like for me, my sacred time, my me time is the gym is the one thing that I refuse to give up. Like I refuse. So like that is my sanity and my like grounding is being able to work out. Yeah. So like most people know from like 1215 to 115, like you fuck me, you're gonna die. <laughs> yes. Um, and I literally, and like my boss will even be like, I know I know you're gonna work out in like a few minutes, but can I ask you a question? And I'm like, yeah, you've got like two minutes. <laughs> um, but no, like it's 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 like it, it, that is to me my like me time. Yeah. My keeps me sane. Keeps me from not hurting other people. Um, and to like uh, add on to that, because Megan said that she wanted to know. Oh, yeah. When you're in the middle of Isabel Ooh. and you're legitimately beating, you know, Tom. Um, the, uh, Sorry, Tom. <laughs> there was uh, <laughs> Luke's like, what's going on? I don't here? know what's happening. Um Unexpected drama. The uh, and you're you're tasting like Fran Lung and oh. like blood in your like airwaves. So first of all, how fast did you finish, Isabel? It was like two and a half minutes. Two and a half minutes, and how you're you kind of like? Yeah, I could do better. Okay, that's okay. You, I was after your heavy squat. Yeah, yeah. My CNS was like obliterated. So what's going through your mind? Like, what's what's uh what's the self talk like? Uh, on a workout like that. I usually like will set my expectations pretty high for myself because it is a wheelhouse thing. Um, it's a heavier barbell a lot. So I should be able to like just suffer. Um, I don't know if I go into it with a specific mindset. I do think I absolutely love it when Tom, Wade, Mike, Maddie, you, Luke are there like to push me. Like I thrive on competition like thrive on it. Like I'm sitting there, Mike put the barbell down. I'm like, yes, I'm going to obliterate you. <laughs> um, you know, and that's like, I thrive on competition. Like I love it. I yeah. absolutely love it. Yeah. Which is why CrossFit, like being a competitive athlete or just being an athlete your entire life. Like when you stop being an athlete, you're like, what do I do with myself? Like mm. what's next? Like mm-hmm. what am I, you know, what am I striving towards? What am I, you know, what do I do with all this energy? Mm-hmm. And yeah. CrossFit was what we found. And like, cause like we did lift, we like, obviously as an athlete, you lift your entire career, like just to supplement sports. Um, so CrossFit was such an easy transition mm-hmm. and it's competitive, which is perfect yeah. for us. Yeah. Obviously you, it, it physically helps you and yeah. you said you called it kind of your sacred space yeah. or sacred time. How, how do you, I mean, I don't know, there's probably some sort of bias in here, but like when you, when you reflect on how it's affected you mentally and emotionally, like how, how have you seen that in your life? 
yeah exercise sports you know and just in yeah, kind just of a in general, general just physical activity yeah yeah huge huge like i kind of like a good example of like the other day we were hanging out with some people and i don't i didn't notice anything but like i left and i felt anxious and I didn't have anything anxious in my life at the moment that I could identify, but I, I'm assuming that whatever they had going on, like I could feed their, I could feel their anxiety and I must've just like drawn it. Cause I tend to like, you know, whatever other people are vibing and feeling, I can just draw that energy in and make it my own. Um, and then I'm just like anxious and I'm like, like, Mike, I'm like, are you anxious? And he's like, no. And I'm like, well, I'm so anxious right now. And I'm like, there is nothing going on with me that would cause that. And I was like, it must've just been what I picked up from them. And I was like, it was, I think it was Saturday even. And I was just like, I need to go work out. <laughs> and I was like, so we just went into the garage and like lifted for about an hour. And then I was just like, okay. And I could just, I could let it go. I could let go, whatever that was. It wasn't even my energy, but I could let it go. Um, and I think that has been really helpful, like with sports and activities, like just a way to kind of deal with excess energy and emotions and things that maybe I can't identify or process. And so instead of it like building in me, I can just release whatever's mm. going on, mm -hmm. which is nice. Because then I get really mean, <laughs> real mean, <laughs> mm -hmm. I real snappy, real mean. And I don't even mean to. And it's not even like what I really kind of feeling, but it's just the only way I can deal. So mm. having an outlet physically is really helpful. Yeah. And kind of the, I mean, kind of to build off of that and not con like conversely to that at all, but do you feel like you, you know, separating you, the, the athlete from you, who you are as, as a person, mm -hmm. obviously it's a part of you, but sure. Um, like more, you know, like down to, I don't know, the, the, the heart stuff. Mm -hmm. Like you say, you use exercise to kind of distract you and like, mm -hmm. like siphon off that energy, that, that emotion. <laughs> yeah what happens when you sit in it and what happens when you not necessarily stew in it, but like, what, how do you, how do you go about processing? processing yeah. Cause well, I, I bring that up because I think like knowing you for the past mm -hmm. couple of years, you're a very, you are an intense person. Mm -hmm. And I know that exercise for intense people is like excellent, mm -hmm. but I also think sometimes it can become too much of a crutch mm -hmm. and rather than being able to sit in and actually process, process what's happening yeah. yeah um i would 100 agree yeah definitely a crutch for a long time and probably still is to an extent um but yeah i've like coming from my family like dealing with emotions and dealing with like if you're upset with me like you're not going to tell me or i'm not going to tell you because i don't want to hurt your feelings or i don't want to so like growing up i didn't really always have i, I wasn't i don't say i wasn't given the tools but like being more introverted or being like just the way I was, like I didn't necessarily figure out how to deal with all my emotions. It was just like, it was like with my brother, I'd shove it down and shove it down and then explode. Um, so I think it's something that I'm working on. Like it's even with like Mike, like there are times where I'm like, he'll like say something and it'll like, I, I can't process it things immediately. Like I don't process things quickly, especially in terms of emotions. Um, so like I need a day to think about it and think like, why was I upset about it? And then like, it takes me a lot of time to identify emotions and how to process them. So like, and it's, it has been a crutch and it still is because at least I'm not exploding on people. 
So I'm at least giving myself time to process before I can then voice it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not very good at voicing it. It's something I'm working on, even especially with Mike, because like he did something the other day that kind of like upset me. And I was just like, and, and he was like, well, don't be so sensitive. And I was like, Woo! I, was like, I was like push button push button watch out and he's just like I'm just kidding and I'm like yeah and I was just like and so it took me a whole day 24 hours and I was like do you remember yesterday when you said that he's like yeah and he's like I didn't mean it and I was like I know you didn't I'm like but you it, it felt like you invalidated my feelings and he was just like okay yeah thank you for telling me that and I'm like but you like it hurt my feelings that you weren't validating or you weren't understanding my feelings like you couldn't that my feelings weren't real and he was and like whether it was valid or not but you were invalidating what i felt and he was just like i understand but it took me a whole day to process Mm. it and then a whole half day to even tell him Mm. so and in that meantime i probably worked out like three times (laughs) 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 to a process to be Mm. deal and then to have the courage to like voice it Mm. So hmm. I think that's Stuff. super um, helpful to hear because it reminds me that I need to be more patient with some people because I think like my expectation, whether I can do it or not, is right. to be like, like, well, tell me, tell me like, what you're can feeling. You, can't you stop? And, and the, no, I don't know. Yeah. I, I can't. I'm, I need some time. And it depends on the emotion too. Some emotions I can identify and process immediately. And then there's some that are so, it feels so deep. And so, like, buried mm. in so many ways that, like, I... So what? <laughs> buried? Buried? <laughs> yeah, Katie, you have a fascinating... Where am I from? <laughs> I don't know. Where am I from? <laughs> fascinating accent. I, yeah. <laughs> my entire life, people are like, where are you from? And I'm like, I don't know. They're <laughs> like, well, you say things weird. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> the Dayton accent. It's okay. Buried. The Dayton accent. I know what you're saying. I didn't so, say nuke. Nuke. Roof, roof, nuke, nuke, roof, roof. 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 Are we a dog or is it a roof? roof? Get on the roof. roof. <laughs> no, ugh. I don't know. It's not a rough. So, so thank you for sharing. That. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a reminder that, like, hey, you know, to be patient with people. For, for me, to be patient with people and to be able to have, like, yeah. a, just like, like a, hey, everybody processes through emotions different. Mm-hmm. So, thank you. And if someone comes to you in like a week's time and yeah. tells you. <laughs> It's not because they're like forgot about it. It's just takes time. Could have been the yeah. only way they could process it. Mm-hmm. No, that's also a goal yeah. too. Cause I think one of the things that I'm trying to figure out how to instill in my kids of like the courage to be honest about your feelings, right. And the courage to be able to say things like that, Yeah, you know, with people that not just with people in safe spaces, but also other people that you're like, Hey, it's a little risky, but like, yeah, be able to have the courage. Cause that takes courage mm-hmm. to be able to say, Hey, when yeah. you said this, like, this is what's going on yeah. in this, like, vulnerable part of me mm-hmm. yeah that's what i was it, it, it you're ex, you are exposing yourself to being vulnerable yep. and i mean knowing you're an eight and that's so hard yeah mm. poor mike <laughs> <laughs> i feel so bad for him sometimes i'm not an easy person to figure out what i'm feeling so gotta love him but, but like you're self-aware of that yeah and that to me is a huge yeah to know that that's how you are and okay, well, yeah, this is how I am. So I have to, I have to work on it, but I also can, you know, tell people, Hey, this is who I am. Yeah. And you know, if, it's I don't, a balance. if I'm it's mad, like, give me a day. If yeah. Like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's sure. good. That's it is. Good. It's a, like it's a balance. It's a balancing act. And definitely. And for someone, I like, I think about it. Like Mike is probably the person I'm the most comfortable with 
And it took me a day to even process something that wasn't even a big deal, really. Yeah. It really wasn't. But like, it took me a whole day to just process it and like be able to explain. Mm-hmm. And then I wanted to explain. Sometimes you don't want to explain, right? Yeah. You're just like, I just want to be mad. Or <laughs> I just yeah. want to be pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Oh, man. I've got a few things. Um, <clears throat> it's clear that Mike is your best friend. It's just super sure. clear. Which is awesome to hear. Yeah. What has been the like the learning process for you guys? What has mm-hmm. been the thing that you have learned the most because of Mike or the way you've grown the most or the way you guys have grown together? Mm. And I know you just mentioned one. Yeah. But I, I'm just thinking through all the life experiences that you guys have gone through. Um, yeah. From experiencing new things together Mm -hmm. like yeah no definitely i mean it's yeah there's so much i mean i can't obviously speak for everything Mm -hmm. that he feels (laughs) and his experience but i i think doing everything like all the traveling we've done all the things the choices we've made um i think just I've never met someone who's so easy to be around. And like, I, I just from, from the beginning, it's just been easy. Like he's so easy to be around, so easy to be myself around. And I think that's something that like, I was probably, I won't say I'm missing, but like I've always had to be someone or something for someone because that's what they needed. And like, I didn't have to do that with him. I could just be me. And that was like mind blowing. <laughs> and like, mm-hmm. just... Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure exactly how to even put all of it together just because, again, don't process emotions very well or easily. But no, I, I've been actually thinking about that and like what, like we've, how we've grown. And I think over time, we've just, like, I don't even know how to express it. This seems silly. Um, but he's just always been there and always just supported me. I think like we, so I think one of the best examples is we probably, I mean, so it's my senior year. We met like in the fall of my senior year. And I, so I graduated in May and my mom was overseas and she was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it back for your graduation with work, things like that, flying, it's, you know, and you know, I was obviously like, upset about it not like dramatically but I'm like I get it like you, know, you live across the world <laughs> like it's a weekend it's fine but like he took it upon himself and like reached out to her and was like hey like it would mean a lot to Katie if you could come and like she was so touched and she came like she like took off work and like came and like my mom was like did you know he did that and I was like I have no idea but like that's just the kind of like person he is like just it's amazing. So, mm. yeah. Yay, we're crying. No, I'm not crying. <laughs> I love crying. Ooh. I'm crying now, too. No, <laughs> no I, I think in that... I don't think I answered your question at all. No, but it, it's good. Tears, I think there's, there's two things specifically that you had mentioned that Mike kind of brings out. Yeah. One, and I think the biggest thing is he advocates for you. Yeah. And hearing some part of your life, your life story, 
some hardships hardships through some hardship. <laughs> hardship hardships. Yeah. Through yes. it's okay to be constipated. Yeah. <laughs> through your family, but also yeah. you know, through your 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 brother situation, your mom's situation, mm-hmm. for your younger sibling. Seemed like you had to kind of just put the team on your back and you were kind of in the shadow. In high school you had hey. mentioned that too. Middle child. Yeah. And and Mike First kind child. of advocated mm-hmm. for you, put the spotlight on you, cared about you. Yeah. But too, I think he's just you you don't have to pick up the pieces or do That's anything cool. specifically. Right. You know, you can just he allows you to shine your personality. Mm-hmm. So, my follow up question to that is: Shout out to Mike. Yeah, shout out to Mike. Shout out to Mike. Shout out, <laughs> shout out to Mike. Shout out to Ross from Friends. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's who Mike is. Ross from Friends. Do you know what Friends? One? Oh my gosh. Um, oh, oh man, we've had a lot okay. of misfires today with references. <laughs> so with. Things that you guys have gone through, what is that piece of advice you would give to a young married couple? Oof. I think, I think just listening. I think just being, we, I mean, we've been married like six years, been together for like 10 or 12. We, we did the math the other day and we're like, I spent a third of my life with you. <laughs> I was like, whoa. I was like, can you imagine it? I was like, and, but I think, I think after all this time, I think it's really interesting because we, you know, you obviously start out like madly in love and like always wanting to be together. And then like time happens and, you know, you get busy and life happens and things like that. And then I think like just from my personal experience with during COVID and like everything that happened with COVID and how everyone has some trauma from COVID, it feels like, but like this last like year or two, I've just kind of like cut back to myself, if that makes sense. I've become, you know, a little bit more relaxed. Like I've kind of like stepped away. It's not even been a year. It's probably been the last couple of months, but like just been finding better like work-life balance personally. And that's let me relax and be a little bit more myself again. And like, I just like, Mike's like, you just seem happier. And it makes, and he's like, you being happy makes me happy. And that makes me, and like, so I'm like, wow. I was like, man, I must've been such an asshole for the last couple of years. <laughs> but it made me just realize like how easy it is to try and like how little effort it takes to like try in your relationship, like the little things. So mm-hmm. like, I think sometimes we forget about it instead of just being like, oh, hey, bye. Like, okay, see you later. And it's just like, I'm like, can I have a hug? And like just doing like just like physical touch things like that just like really simple and like I think sometimes we've been just so busy and we're just been together so long that like sometimes we like just forget like you know to do those things and I'm like really trying to make an effort and he's just like you know it really makes me happy that you're happy and like that you're like trying and I'm like I know right like how easy it is to like forget those things and so I don't know it's just kind of it's easy to do when you're like young and in love or like new and in love because everything's exciting and fun and then like okay I've been to this person for like 10 years like I know literally everything about you <laughs> more than I want to know about you some days um, and like you know so sometimes it's easy to kind of yeah. lose that spark 
So like making the effort to keep it is, you know, I'm like, we can't lose that yeah. because like that's when things start going. I don't oh, know. That's, that's great advice. And <clears throat> the way you had mentioned being young, married, everything's so fun and so exciting. I, I'm kind of going to transition the question a little bit, but when you guys were together traveling mm-hmm. and things were super fun, mm-hmm. um, new, you had a purpose. Mm-hmm. Oh, our main focus is traveling, mm-hmm. but we also get to care for these kids and mm-hmm. teach them English. But your life's different now. So what's the purpose now? Woo! <laughs> Just play me off it. <laughs> no, uh, you know what? That's a great question. And I think that's something we're still trying to figure out right now. Um, like, what does life look like? And it seems silly. We've been back for four years. Um, but, like... <sighs> I don't know like that's it I, I think we're still trying to figure that out because I always feel like wanting to do more wanting to have a bigger purpose like there's something bigger out there like you know that you know it's again hard to mm-hmm. put into words but like you know I want to do something great I want to do something impactful like I want to help people which is why I love working with kids and I think he probably feels the same um just like wanting to make a difference so, like, trying to figure out how do we do that now that we, you know, are stuck in one place. And not that we're stuck in one place, but we're choosing to stay in one place. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for me, a lot of that comes from, like, still working with kids mm-hmm. and then coaching. Like, when I coach CrossFit, like, I truly enjoy, like, people who want to learn and be better. Like, helping them is super, like, this is so fulfilling. Like, super fulfilling. So, like, letting, helping them be a better version of themselves. And then, you know, I like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's a good question. I, I think we're still figuring it out. And I I imagine we'll change careers four more times in our life because it's yeah. just, yeah. you know, we kind of sway with the wind, I guess. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's kind of how we've lived for so long. Now we're a little more grounded, but I think we'll still continually float around until we find what our purpose is at the moment. Mm-hmm. I feel like it keeps changing, which I think I like. Like, I don't want to be stuck in the same thing for 30 years. It's not that there's anything wrong with that, um, but like, we're more, I feel like- Go with the flow. A little bit more, yeah. Mm. It's like our purpose changes with each kind of step or phase mm. of our life in some ways. Do you, cool. do you guys want to have kids? I think so. We talk about it. Um, sure, you're dropping all kinds of. Yeah, you're like. You're just like going after it. <laughs> Do we have questions? <laughs> no, uh, we talk about it a lot. Um, we don't talk about it a lot. Who am I kidding? We don't ever talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> we get asked the question a lot. That is a better way of phrasing it. We yeah. get asked the question a lot. I think. Um, I think we're getting there. I think we're getting to a point in our life where we feel like we're ready. Mm-hmm. Um, so that may be that may be where the wind sways us next, but we'll see. Mm. We're not like a hundred percent committed to the idea, but I think I think it's I think I think Mike would be a great dad. He for, yeah he would be an awesome dad. I think you'd be a good mom too. Thank though. you, I appreciate that. But I I think I think we we'd be good parents. It was fun when I was a kid, and my parents would tra- take us traveling. 
because I've been, and I tell Grace this now, and we'll scroll through, look at photos, but been to Egypt, mm-hmm. Italy, and all these places. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest, I don't remember a ton of it. Yeah. But there are some fun moments where I'm like, I remember running around in Egypt, jumping off the little, like, the little, um, like rubble that they had there like playing around in the sand traveling the world as a little kid was truly life like I learned so much but I I think in ways too I grew up really fast Mm -hmm. but I got to experience and appreciate the world and I think it like you lose fear of things that are different so like when you travel like you're the lack of a better term you were the weird one there like you're different you're different Mm -hmm. not them and so I think you tend to like it's I think Mm -hmm. being the minority is so important Mm -hmm. like you spend the majority of your life being the majority and not you know it's I don't think that's good for anyone I think like experiencing being the minority is super important and like traveling (laughs) the easiest ways Mm -hmm. to be the minority in places and it's humbling and like you're just you know, and again, I think you just, you literally lose fear. Yeah. Like, you know, people are like, what's it like in the UAE? Like, what, you know, was it terrifying? Like, you know, because you're a woman and I'm just like, no, like, and they respect women. Like, you know, I mean, like very much so. And things like, you know, just in all places that we've gone, like it's, you've learned things and you don't fear the unknown or the different because mm-hmm. there's just always something to learn, which is really cool. I think that's super, um, I think there's a whole lot of goodness in that and what you're wrestling with as far as like, I definitely identify with, mm-hmm. um, there's something about the, not just the newness of another country, but the beauty of another country and mm-hmm. the adventure and the like, yeah. and when you're like, Hey, yeah, I open up my tent flap. There's a, there's, there's a glacier. <laughs> I'm, going to the side, I'm going to the bathroom on the side of the mountain. Yeah. Like, this is the best thing in the world. Like, yeah. The, the. But, and I think, I think the, uh, trying to figure out like reckoning, like the reckoning of that with like, okay, now I'm, I have a house and a dog and, and some things I want to do. And and so what, like how to find beauty and how to find purpose and how to find Mm -hmm. meaning in some things that, that seemingly void of it. And, and just Mm -hmm. that, that, that's. There's a lot of goodness in yeah. wrestling in that. And yeah, no, for sure. Because it's kind of like what you mentioned about like your marriage, right? Yeah. Like finding beauty in the small things. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I didn't even think about that. And just, yeah, making... I mean, and it it's easy to find beauty when you're traveling because it's mm-hmm. new and exciting. Mm-hmm. And same thing like with your marriage when it's new and exciting. Your relationship's new, exciting. But then when you've been in the same house, the same mm-hmm. you're with the same person for so long, like now continually like to make an effort to find the beauty and not just it's not just in your face like yeah find it yeah and appreciate it uh, a little bit more i think and that's i think that's a good i think that's a good fight i think that's a good wrestle to say mm-hmm. like how do we how do we find that beauty and how do we find the depth that's there yeah that's really agreed. cool mm-hmm. i that's agree really cool. yeah push and pee are we, are we <laughs> I feel like you hit on it a tiny bit when Mike said, stop being so sensitive. Woo! And I was like, oh, that's a I don't think that's a peep. I think that's just like a, you're not allowed to say that. Like, you know, that's kind of like, yeah. That, you definitely can't say that. Yeah. But hey, Mike did it. <laughs> 
marriage advice. <laughs> don't, don't say don't that. Say that. <laughs> don't ask them. Don't. Tell them to stop being so sensitive. <laughs> so, Luke. <laughs> what's pushing your pee? All right. So, I have two things. Oh, boy. The first, the first thing is our standard. Just something that came to mind that I was like, you know what? This is just awful. Like, these things shouldn't exist. Mm. And they just, whenever I see it, I just want to, like, blow it up. Mm. Wow. What could it be? And the second thing and is... Audience, everyone stop. Comment below what you think this could be. <laughs> we'll take a pause and take, like, take a guess. Let's go to the Patreon. There's going to be a long list of things you want to blow up on that list. <laughs> all right, now continue. Okay, the second thing is going to be something we're all going to do together. Ooh. To explain... The pet, to, to have you participate in the pet peeve. Oh. I'll teach you it. Wow, oh, man. So that you will know this how evil it is. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. Okay, the first thing, antique shops. Blow them up. Oh. Blow them up. Blow them up! I can't believe that there are places that I'm you can go and, and, buy s- and, and buy someone's trash. How do you feel about vintage Whoa. shops? Vintage shops. It's the same thing. It's a hipster it version of antique shops. Yes, exactly. Thank you. Just more expensive. <laughs> yeah. Like super duper expensive. Yeah. Like, and it sits there for years. Okay, here's the deal. There's, years. There's Facebook Marketplace now. There, there are, you know, eBay. There are plenty of online options for this. You don't have to go to a place, a physical location, Agreed. where there is a bunch of moth-ridden, radon-ridden crap. <laughs> That asbestos pe- ridden. Asbestos ridden. Lead ridden. Lead ridden, exactly. <laughs> Just. There's a reason we're not public health. Anymore. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, there's the one, go, speaking of Dayton, going out towards oh. Springfield. Oh, there's like two of them. Huge. Huge, like barns. Yes, they're huge. My parents love that place, by the way. I remember, I remember being a kid and, and, and having an Asian mother, sometimes this is where it gets the worst, right? She's like, you go to stores like that? She's like, don't touch anything. Put your hand in your pocket. Don't say anything. Don't touch anything. So we, me and my brother would spend the whole day there. Just hands in our pocket, moseying around for hours. See? That's painful. Hours. See? And it was so boring. You, I just would want to... What? Would she buy anything? Not sometimes, maybe. I still but, keep my hands in my pocket when I go to stores <laughs> like that. Yeah. <laughs> literally like facts no you yeah. shouldn't go to those places I'm just saying yeah. I would like, try to find up. the seat near the toilet you know like the chairs by the toilet and I just go sit by the toilet uh, by the toilet seats and I just sit with there. your hands in your pockets hands in my pockets <laughs> me and Sam would just stand around just like <laughs> kick rocks or something <laughs> see you're good yeah alright that's number one I kind of agree with thank you antique shops vintage shops though no. blow them up Arson. In the same vein. You know how I love arson. So yeah. teach, teach me. What's going on? Okay, so this thing I heard a couple months ago, and it, it recently re-entered my, my brain. I'm not quite sure which neuron fired to make this happen. But you might say this is an antique pet peeve. Oh. <laughs> no. One might say. More vintage. It's more of a Facebook I'm getting warm. Now. Hold on. <laughs> I'm getting warm. Audience, I'm taking off my blankets. Yeah. Shed layers. <laughs> this is what I'm of which I have three. <laughs> I still need one. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so we're going to say something together. Oh. And it's just three letters. Okay? And we're going to say it. And we're going to say it fast. Ass. No. Nut. <laughs> no. 
We can keep guessing, or I can just tell you what letters to say. Please do. Okay. R, N, R. R, N, R. Okay, now say a little quicker. R and R. Okay, say it again, a little quicker. R and R. Okay, so those three letters, what is he actually saying? R and R. No. Say it again. R and R. <laughs> it's an Australian person saying, oh no. R and R? R and R. What the heck? That's not even a penny. <laughs> no, I hate that. <laughs> I hate that. I love the Australian accent except for that word. R and R. Thank you. I don't. R and R. Well, like I thought you were going. Their pet peeve was people telling a story like that to get people to that point. It's the R and R. No, it's the R and R. I have I never heard not of that like in my that. life. I don't like just like it. Ugh. I thought we were doing like the R N R. I see. I see. Luke, you, you know we were going there. No. You have made a really bad mistake. <laughs> Everybody R-N-R. you know is going to say that when they see. Yep, probably. Just like you're wearing a yellow shirt right now. Just how like I'm wearing a yellow. We got snatches today. R N R. <laughs> yeah. oh. That one bench press shows up. Are you are you veeping today? My veeping. Are we doing push and beeps first? The pot, the the the. the push and beeps. Okay. What the hell? Are we Kitty. veeping? <laughs> yeah, veeping the, the backwards peeve. Oh. 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 She needs to go. Okay. What's pushing your peeves? Ooh. Just like my my life peeves are just. My what's what, what's the most peeve yes. on the, le- the list? Yeah, Ugh. get fired up. <laughs> I'm still so. We want you to have to work. Out, we want you to work <laughs> out. Uh, let's just stop. <laughs> it just bothers. Um, I'm gonna start with my gym peeve because oh. it's been my it's it's my biggest peeve at our gym. Yeah. It's fucking dumbbells. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> nobody puts the dumbbells back. If you're listening to this. Okay, 10s, 15s, 20s, 25s, 30, 35. Are you just counting? Put them in order! Put them in order! Uh, see. When there's a 40 with a 35, you're a monster. <laughs> no, what? The kettlebells go back fine just because they're color coordinated. Like, we're not that dumb. We're not that dumb. But we are, we are dumb. good people. We can put them back in the correct order. So there's two solutions Woo! to this. One, if you're a guy, you only do L3, so you only use the 50s. Yes. Or Done. we start color coordinating the dumbbells. I'm okay with that too. But just, I mean, it's not that hard. <laughs> like, it's really not. I've spent many Arr. classes reorganizing dumbbells. No, you have I do because I can't Arr. handle it. Wow. It's so bad. Arr. Katie shows up, pick Arr. up a dumbbell. It's a 40 and a 35. Arr. Okay. Be now. Be so now. dumbbells. Wow. Yeah, okay, that's yeah. that's that's my gym pet peeve. Wow, that's pretty that's pretty potent too. I know. There's a lot of strong emotion with that, and mm. it should not be. It should not mm. be. But I think it also stems from like coaching and like people just not putting their general equipment away. And I'm just like, Ooh. or or you get there. Another uh, compromise to this: you get there at 5 a.m. and then you just take out all the stuff and you leave it because then you give it to someone at 6 a.m. 
And then you never have to put it away. Hey, that's fine. That's hey. I, not, I audience, I gave you three it's solutions. <laughs> three solutions. But the people that do have to put it away, just <laughs> put it away, right? Like, yeah. smell that arc. No, I, yeah, that's a good one. That one, I take that bothers me more than like not like wiping yourself down. Oh. What about the chalk? The person that like chalk prints, or like that has chalk everywhere and all the dust. Yeah, I don't have to clean the gym, so. <laughs> doesn't bother me as much okay. no but like I, I mean like if you leave excessive like handprints and stuff like yeah clean it up like, but it doesn't like okay. that doesn't peeve me to the extent as the dumbbells mostly because like i just can't go i have to like literally actively search for the dumbbell that i need and that really frustrates mm. me no any other peppies um <sighs> lately not really like i've been generally in a good mood so no mm. one's like really peed me or nothing's really like, God, I hate when people do that. I mean, they're like, they're, everyone has general ones, like driving issues, things like that, but that's, doesn't. It's too basic for you. It's too basic. I don't know why dumbbells like just is a trigger point. <laughs> it's, it's a hard trigger point too. There have been many times where I like, you could ask, ask Felicia, she just lives just like, oh shit, Katie's reorganizing the dumbbells again. <laughs> just like, bad day guys, bad day. <laughs> Who put the 25 over there? Yeah. Come on, guys. I don't understand if the 35s and 40s were switched. The 25? Yeah. Not okay. When, oh, wait, I'm not going to be there Saturday morning. I was going to try to figure out how to prank you Saturday. You could. You should. <sighs> well, any anything else for the push and pee? Is Luke at a... Anyone else? Luke said something upstairs that peeped me, but I don't know <gasps> what it was, so... Oh, wow. wow. What was it? I don't remember. Well... You can hold that against me. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be peeve. All right. Well, he I needs guess a data process it. Let him have. Give him twenty four yeah. hours. Yeah. No, he is not one of those his, people. His, he is one of those people that peeve. cannot sit in discomfort, his and so he has to get process. it out right away. <laughs> I know how I'm feeling. I need to let you run right now. Exactly. <laughs> Two minute drill. Wait, wait. I don't have a vape. You don't. Have Nothing good happened this week. Um, tell me something that you're like, man. You know what? When this happens, it actually like really. Um, upsets you like a peppy? No, the opposite of that. P like is really forward. Like, like really, Veep is backwards. So like like brightens your day, gives you life. You're like, wow, this is super nice. Like something happened. Maybe like, maybe we should just conclude this section to be what's your love language? Because that might be a better. What is your love language? Oh, you you had mentioned like physical touch. Yeah, that's, I'm trying to be better. That's more Mike's love language. He always wants a hug or like to hold my hand. And like my guttural reaction is to be like, no. <laughs> but I'm trying Ew. really, really hard. <laughs> I'm trying really hard. I'm trying, I'm, get, I'm getting better. Yeah. I'm getting better. And it's just, it's more of just like, again, my fan. I didn't grow up with like lots of, like my mom and I are big huggers, but like everyone else is like, nah, really. Like yeah. just physical touch wasn't like, how you showed affection so um but i'm working on it because i know it's his and it's yeah. Yeah, i've been together for 10 years i'm still working on it yeah <laughs> but um no mine mine is like like active service or you know things like that like what's top tier so rearranging service? the dumbbells before you get to the gym <laughs> I lose my shit. i'll keep that in mind tomorrow <laughs> wait do we have dumbbells tomorrow no. But she, oh man, that's that one's a tough one because she didn't like, know that it needed to be done when it got in. True. Know? But like, I mean, I guess just like, yeah, just active service, like gift giving, that tends to be mine. 
Yeah. Like, I mean, I got Mike a truck for his birthday. That's the kind of like, that's my like, you're an awesome person. Here's your truck. truck. <laughs> yeah. I love you. Here's your truck. Here's, I um, love you. Here's a truck. <laughs> no, but Mike's a person that won't buy things for himself. Oh, so he's yeah. uber fr- frugal, uber like, you know, like just. He still has socks and underwear from eighth grade. Yeah. yeah. Like I throw things away because he just won't like, he's like, oh, it's fine. I don't need it. And I'm like, you deserve it. Like you deserve it. Like I'm giving this to you because I think you deserve it. Mm. So. Mm. That's, that was my way of service. like being like, I think you're awesome. Two minute drill. Woo. You ready for this? New questions, fresh questions. I have some good questions. What? But I like the old ones. I don't really know the old ones. So when you're ready. I don't know all of them. Three, two, one. Favorite thing you ate at Korea? Ooh, kimbap. No, dumplings. Mm. It's your favorite holiday. Um, Thanksgiving. Did you grow up in a fart positive household? Yeah. (laughs) If you could express yourself. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. If you sh- if you could <laughs> recommend someone who hasn't tried it, I hate that. <laughs> what place would you tell them to go first? Mm, Europe. Where? Um, Portugal, Italy, Spain, England. Pick one. How come you get three questions? In England, row, England, because language tends to be a barrier for so many people. Ah. Okay. If you had to commit a crime, what would it be? There's so much context to that, but I'd probably like beat the shit out of someone. <laughs> love it. I love that too. Uh, bucket list country that you never been to before. Same Malaysia. Iceland. Um, Something you tried at one of the places you traveled that was absolutely disgusting. Um, guinea pig. Ooh. Uh, Peru. Yeah. Mike yeah. liked it. I did not. Yeah. Mike liked it. Yeah. Oh. They really spiced it up, but I didn't like it. Um, don't they have guinea pig balls too? Probably. Oh, so weird. Wasn't wasn't my thing. What's your uh, Chinese zodiac sign? Horse. Oh wow! Really? Oh yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, it's a horse. Uh, if you have a, you know, banner that the entire world can read. New questions. A banner. Yeah. Like my motto, like my yeah, my message to the world. Yeah. Be fearless. Fearless. And love. No hate. (laughs) These are not rapid fire, by the way. Least question. I am rapidly answering them. (laughs) Least favorite CrossFit movement. Least favorite? Mmm. So much for the rapid answer. (laughs) I know. This is, this is serious. This is, this, I this serious. This is serious. My least favorite crossfit movement. We all know Mike's is uh, jump rope. So. Yeah. <laughs> Not now, but it was. Um, God, it's hard, but I would have to say dumbbell thrusters. Okay. Oh, okay. Literally bury me. They do suck. I've never. There's almost no other movement that will bury me like a dumbbell thruster. Would you say your least favorite workout would then be the veteran? I cried. I cried during that workout (laughs) this last year. I cried. (laughs) That workout does really. 
I have never in my life felt so bad for myself. And then felt so bad that I felt so bad for myself because it's a hero workout. It was traumatic. The shame and the shame, the shame compiling pain. on the pain, piling on the shame. I thought my shoulders were going to melt off <laughs> from the burpees and the thrusters and then the running. I was running like my hands down. Yeah. Like I, I was mortified at how upset I was. And then Alex basically like shamed me, being like, this is a hero workout, Katie. And I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> I love CrossFit. <laughs> That's so good. I, I literally was in tears. I was yeah. in tears. Uh, and I'm pretty sure Alicia left before I even finished because she was just like, God, Katie, like, this, this is too much. <laughs> like, I got things to do. <laughs> Imagine that rogue commercial. That, that was oh, no, seriously. Gosh. Oh my gosh. Seriously. And I've. Wow. It's worse than Murph, in my opinion. That was worse than Murph. Okay. I'll do Murph twice before I do that workout again. Oh, okay. I kind of agree with that. I think it was worse than Murph. So long. Katie, thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This was fun. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, this was I cozy. This was one of the only times where I legit forgot that we were podcasting. Yeah. And that's we the talking. point of the new, you know, kind of setup. You know, where we don't intro in the beginning. Oh, but oh, I think I would have forgotten. We're anyway. still in my basement. <laughs> I do have one thing to add, Katie. <laughs> yeah, add away. You, and this is a perspective from me being a kid, mm-hmm. thinking about my parents. Mm-hmm. Some of the memories that I had, because most of my time as a kid growing up was you know, in Malaysia, Saudi Arabia, I remember traveling in airplanes Mm -hmm. and I would always throw up, always threw up all the time. But I wonder what that experience was like for my mom. Yeah. You know, watching me like traveling, throwing up, and then I eventually would not throw up anymore. Yeah. And I remember coming to America and we traveled all over the United States in Wyoming. And the first time I ever saw snow was mind-blowing. I bet. It I was bet. absolutely mind-blowing. It's not just and like that. I wonder what that experience like was like for my parents. Mm-hmm. They got to see me. See snow. See time. snow and my mind was blown. Yeah. And maybe that's something for you and Mike. Because you guys had shared some really fun things that you had to experience. But I wonder what that's like, you know, when you get to see someone else, like, fall in love with that or yeah. experience something completely new. Um, I, I I wonder what that was like for my parents. Yeah. No, so, I agree. But thank you for thank you for coming on. Yeah. I am. Th- and, and thank you for sharing a lot of your life and. Yeah. Some of the stuff you said, really, it is kind of, I, yet like inspirational in the fact that you and Mike are best friends. Like, and it's, and it's something you guys, like, you didn't even try. It just was so clear. Like, it's so clear from the way you guys have spent time together and the way you've talked about, like, Mm -hmm. you guys' life together. And like, I can just see that you guys, I can't, I can't imagine. our relationship being hard 
does that make sense like being work mm-hmm. like i mean th- it is work like there is always things to be better at work but like it's just always been i don't want to say easy but just comfortable and never like i've never just been like okay i can't spend any more time with you like i can't mm. like i've never i mean like sure i've got we got mad at each other but even that's rare like usually we're just like i don't know it's just knock been, on wood what knock on wood nah. <laughs> Yeah. No, but it's yeah, it's been exceptional. Yeah. No, thank you for sharing. Yeah. I think um I've really enjoyed listening to your stories and oh, I think good. um yeah, I just I really appreciate you. Yeah. Only if Mike was here and if he wasn't playing Rainbow Six. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I would have been as honest. I think I don't want to say I would have been embarrassed, but I, I Oh no. I oh no. Like I would have, I would have like wanted him. Say, to if, if you're gonna do it, if you're gonna do that, you have to make sure it's done correctly. Arder, Arder. Arder. Like, pretend you're from Australia saying it. Give yourself this. I don't know. Do oh, I, do Australians actually say that? I, you know, I don't remember. Well, they say a lot of weird <laughs> They say a lot of weird shit, so it's very possible that is definitely something. There's only say. one way to find out, I guess. Yeah. YouTube. Field trip to Australia. Field trip trip to Australia. Audience, thank you for joining the podcast. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Bye.